building spirituality, family, health, and business. This is The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant. Welcome, Giant Builders. I am here today with Jillian Schlager, and she is a mindset healing coach. It kind of varies from day to day. I sort of ride the wave of what is needed and where should I go, and <laughs> but that sounds pretty good. All right. Well, welcome, Jillian. It's good to have you here today. Can you expand for me as to like what it is that you do? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's great to meet you and great to be on your podcast. So what I do, I'm an author, a healer, a coach. I've been teaching on and off for uh, over 20 years. I have a wide range of healing modalities that I actually kind of um, patchworked them together, pieced them together, my favorite bits of these different healing modalities, so that I get right to the core the root, the, the cause of challenges and things that are keeping my clients and my students stuck in their lives and in their business. A lot of times that revolves around money and money mindset because it's such a tangled, in-depth, layer upon layer, uh, beautiful work of art that we've created around our mindset and around money and around income and around creating that ourselves. That's what I tend to focus on with my clients because that's where they really want the, the bulk of the work to be done. How, why is it or how do people get stuck in this how part? I mean, what's the process? I think we get stuck in the how because since very, very little, one of the first rules that we learn is we need to ask other people and we rely on other people to help us and to give us what we need and we're not encouraged to step outside the box when we're young we're encouraged to go with the flow and to be uh okay with and pacified by what we're given and we're actually taught to not ask for more and asking for more may be bad or wrong. And from zero to seven years old, we're in theta brainwave. So in theta, we're actually in, it's, it's similar to hypnosis. So we have all of these rules and the subconscious takes these rules and creates the blueprint of our life, our reality that we function from. So we get stuck in the, well, I can't create this on my own. I have to rely on and wait for someone outside of me to give that to me. So there's a whole bunch of layers of self-trust that come up, doubt or worry, fear, anxiety. There's a lot of worthiness, shame, grief, frustration. And these layers build over time because we're, we are used to waiting for that outside source, that outside person to give us what we desire. So it's a really interesting process when we start to uncover and release these layers, 
release and I do a lot of healing and energy work. And these thought patterns are energy. They know they've quantum physics now tell us that our mind isn't in our brain. It's outside of us. And it's a really, really beautiful process to start to take away the, the energy, the heightened awareness that we're, that we're actually used to having within these layers of doubt or worry or beliefs or, or limitations or conclusions. It's a beautiful process when we take away that energy and we're allowing ourselves to rebuild the, the how in our own way. What does that look like? I'm, I'm very curious as to like, so like what would a first meeting look like? So a first meeting would look at, um, it's really interesting because we look at what somebody doesn't like in their reality, in their life. And oftentimes with this in the realm of love attraction or manifesting, we're often told to, we can't ever voice what we don't like. We always have to be focused on what you do want and what you want to create. And we can't voice, I don't like this, or I don't like that, or I don't want this, or I don't want that. And I actually start with the dissatisfactions. So it's very freeing for a lot of my clients and students because they were told to only use affirmations that were positive and to never ever say anything you know, negative. But when we start with the dissatisfactions of what you don't like in your reality and your listeners can do this right now is make a list of your five top dissatisfactions. What, what in your life really are, is ticking you off? And really be open and honest with yourself and allow yourself to free flow. If there's more than five, go for it. Write them down and really, really brainstorm and brain dump all of the places in your life that you are just really ticked off with, really dissatisfied with. And I come back to often, I was in a mastermind group with Dr. Joe Vitale, and he said to write down the top five things that if you had these things in your reality, you would be amazingly happy. It would just make light up your world. And I was writing down things like, you know, a, a, a really amazing dog park for my dog. And maybe a trip to, you know, this, I live in, in Nova Scotia. So there's a North shore and a South shore, an amazing trip to the South shore where there's Peggy's Cove. And I was writing down these, you know, really great things. And, and when Dr. Joe Vitale came back and he said, what did you write down? And we kind of shared some, and he said, well, I wrote down, you know, a trip around the world and a private jet. And, you know, his, his happiness level was way higher than, than mine. I was just reaching, I wasn't reaching for the stars. I was reaching for, you know, the nearby 7-Eleven kind of thing. <laughs> right. But when, when we look at what is available for us, when we take away those dissatisfactions and we are, when we allow ourselves to say, Hey, you know what? I, I am dissatisfied in these areas of my life and I can reach for something more. I can create something different than this. So let's go beyond those dissatisfactions. Once you write down those top five dissatisfactions, you then neutralize them. Well, you take, 
Oh, I'm sorry. What does that look like? You take the, the emotion out, you take the energy out. And once you take the energy out of those dissatisfactions, and we can do an exercise to, to do that if you'd like, it's really simple, it's really easy, it's really fun. Okay. What I do is I, I do something that's called um, flip it and shift it. And it's one of my favorite activities. My students love it as well. You uh, create a whiteboard in your mind out in front of you. And this whiteboard has 0% on the left and 100% on the right. So if you have any dissatisfaction, we've been kind of talking about money. So if there's um, a money goal that you're working on and it's just eluding you, it's just really slippery and elusive and you just can't really grab it. So if you're thinking about that and if you thought of, let's do an affirmation of, I can't have that. And from zero on the left to 100% on the right with this whiteboard out in front of you, just pretend that it's there. You don't have to do it perfect and you can't do it wrong. If you had to say, thinking about this, this money goal and, and, and you said to yourself, I can't have that. Think of what percentage would come up if you were like throwing a dart at this whiteboard. And whatever percentage that is, if it's 20% or, or 99, you can then imagine yourself or physically do it, grab that percentage in the air and bring it down as close to zero as you can. So that's the first part. And then we're gonna flip it. So we're, I can't have that turns into flipped into the positive, I can, I can have that. I can do that, I can be that, I can create that, whatever resonates with you. And tuning into that vibration of I can have that, now you're going to test that on, the, on this whiteboard. And again, if it's 20% or 80%, you're going to imagine grabbing this percentage and bringing it up closer to 100. So you're flipping it into the positive, any dissatisfaction, and you're shifting it, I call, bringing it up in percentage for something that you do want and you're not completely aligned with, or you're shifting it down in percentage. And you can do this with virtually anything. I used that technique to quit smoking and I, I smoked for close to 30 years. So the mental process of imagining that, so is it like convincing yourself that yes, you can do this? Well, it's interesting because it's less convincing yourself and it's more a tool that connects you directly with your subconscious mind. Your subconscious loves games and imagery and loves to play and your conscious usually gets in the way of us connecting to and doing anything with the subconscious mind. So we have our conscious mind and then we have what our analytical mind and we've all heard the tip of the iceberg above, above the surface of the water that you see the iceberg is your conscious mind. And I say the water is actually your analytical mind. So anything that tries to come near your subconscious gets bounced off of the water. 
bounced off of your analytical mind. But this is so insignificant, so playful, so childish that your, your conscious mind and your analytical mind just lets you, lets you play with this. And the shifting allows your subconscious, and it's interesting because if you have a lot of emotions around something and money, we have a lot of emotions around money or a goal that you're working on, there's a lot of emotions, there's a lot of memories, there's a lot of rules or beliefs or conclusions or expectations or judgments around all of these different things that we have in our life and that we want to create in our lives. So if we take the energy out of them, if we neutralize them, and we use this whiteboard to shift out of the negative feelings, flip it into the positive and then shift into the positive feelings, the subconscious really and really enjoys, really has fun playing with that process. But if somebody, um, if anybody's doing these techniques, I advise them to drink a lot of water because you're, you're actually creating change in your body and water helps that, that change that process to, um, take effect at a, a healthier rate. If we're raising our children so that up to seven-year-old, is there, a, what should we do differently than what our parents did to not to create these layers in this onion? Is what, how, what tips would you have for parenting? Yeah, good question. I love the question. I'm actually writing a book for Hay House right now that's called Dancing with Shadows. And Dancing with Shadows is around this question and around, um, raising super conscious children. The whiteboard technique that we just used is a form of muscle testing and it's applied kinesiology. I would love for more parents to use this with their kids. And a lot of my students and clients have taught these tools to their children. So muscle testing, can be i can i've worked with so many children who i've taught for years and i worked with so many children who were in the foster care system i'm adopted and i was in i was with six different caregivers before i was six months old we have as a as a child what does that teach a kid when they're in the foster system right there's there's i'm not heard i'm abandoned i'm rejected so if we have a child that's not listening or we have a child that's not, you know, doing what we want them to do or doing the right thing, we can actually use this tool with them, with their permission, and we can teach children how to muscle test themselves. How empowering would that be for a child to look at a situation and say that is, um, that's something truly that will empower me or disempower me. Is that for my benefit or will that be not for my benefit? Does that make sense? It does, but especially for like young, like a three-year-old. Yeah. They won't know whether that 
empowers them or not. So how do you guide them through that process? Yeah, well, and, and three-year-olds, well, two, even two-year-olds will tell you what they like and what they don't like, what feels good for them and what doesn't feel good. I remember, I actually don't. Um, I was, when I was two, my, my parents and my brother and I were, lived in Europe for a year and we traveled all around. My parents took us to Auschwitz and I'm a, a highly sensitive person. I'm, an, I'm in a very intuitive person, I'm a healer. And I'm super, super, that, that sensitivity was there since you know, I was probably born. So I was tugging on my mom's jacket saying, go, leave, go, go. I didn't want to be there. And she just kind of, you know, oh, oh, stop, you're fine. As most parents would, you know, you're in a historical, I don't know why they were there, um, but that I'm sure there was a reason. And they just wanted to finish their tour. In that situation, you could muscle test. You can check in with the comfort of that child. If there's anything going on with children, if they're, if they're not listening, yeah, if, you know, a lot of children say, I, I see spirits, I see a, a ghost in my closet or a ghost under my bed, you can use muscle testing and check in and say, okay, what is really going on here? Is, is that a spirit? Is my child, you know, a lot of child, a lot of child, a lot of children are, are very, very, very highly sensitive and, and see and hear things that, you know, we are taught as adults that don't exist and diminished. So we can use muscle testing to encourage the child to trust their feedback, but also to, so muscle testing, um, you know, if kids say, I, I don't, I don't like those peas and they just want to get out of eating the peas, you can actually teach work with your child. One technique to muscle test other than the whiteboard is to put your hand, usually your dominant hand on your clavicle and put it flat against your skin, but then raise your index finger and test with your other hand how strong that index finger can be kept up high above your skin. And then that's your baseline. And you wanna say what is yes, and you're testing that strength of your finger that you can keep it high up above your skin. And then you say, what is no? And no should weaken that finger. And that is muscle testing. Your body never forgets and your body never lies. And that's essentially your whiteboard. So the whiteboard can be a percentage. Left is 0%, right is 100%. And you can also do a no on the left and a yes on the right. And testing into what, this is super powerful. What does your body feel like when it's saying yes? What does your body feel like when it's saying no? And working with your child to know, to get on that baseline so that you know what yes is for your child and you know what no is for your child and so do they. That's very interesting. So would you have the child put their hand on the chest or as a parent, you could do that. The child would need to do that, right? Both, mm -hmm. both. Yeah, so you can co collaborate and, and have that baseline together. 
Um, you know, it depends on how open that child is. A lot of times they're, they love to play and they're highly intuitive at a young age. So tapping into and empowering them to trust their own intuition and to trust what does yes feel like in your body? What does no feel like in your body? Any, um, any closing thoughts? Um, closing thoughts, I would say to really try this and test it out. And if, if you want to try this to prove me wrong, go for it. It's seems like it's way out there. It seems like it's, you know, on the side of the woo and that's fine. There is a lot of data that quantum physics are proving around this and, and other amazing, amazing things that our body is trying to tell us. And it's starting to listen to your body. You know, I was just, I'm um, rewriting my book, Kinetic Divination, and I was reminded of the, the time that, that I first heard my body tell the truth. For years, I had been wanting to learn muscle testing and I wasn't able to muscle test myself. I was able to muscle test other people, but not ever myself. So two things with that. It's important to be at courage or above at a certain energetic or emotional state. So sitting in gratitude before you muscle test is really important. And two, when you're, when you're in a, in a very heightened emotional situation, that's sometimes difficult to, to muscle test yourself. I was, um, on the way to the hospital to get tested to see if I had breast cancer. And I was with a friend and my friend said to me, you don't have cancer. And I said, no, 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 I don't have cancer. And when I said that, I knew I was lying. I could feel that I was, that was untrue. And that was the first time that muscle testing, unfortunately, that was the first time, the muscle testing, I could feel the difference of yes and no. And how powering this is to be able to communicate with your body and to be able to hear what actually is yes and what is no. So I'd, I'd love for your listeners to really use this in any and all capacities that they feel fits for their life to communicate with their body so that they can create the life that they desire and deserve. So what's the title of your book? Um, I have a few. So in the next year, hopefully the Hay House book will be out. That's called Dancing with Shadows. And there are other books. Uh, there's Morning Mantras for Allowing. That is a book series. There's two in that series right now. There's also Doubtless, 
that's coming out in the next um, six months or so, early 2022. And the first book that I wrote is being rewritten and it's called Kinetic Divination, um, which is maybe a working title right now, but uh, that will be out um, hopefully before Christmas 2021. Well, I'll tell you what, listeners, we will give away one of the books if you leave a comment below, either in our Facebook group or on the YouTube video. So we'll have a random drawing and give away the book for free. Well, thank you very much. That was very enlightening. And I'm just uh, really in overwhelmed um, with understanding all of that. It's just I can really see how that's such a significance for us to understand. So when people yeah. want to get in contact with you, how would they do that? Yeah, I have a website, jillianschlager.com. Jillian is J-I-L-L-I-A-N. Schlager is S-C-H-L-E-G-E-R, and it's .com. Or I'm on all the socials, TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram. All right. Well, thank you, Jillian. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. This has been great and lovely chatting with you. Thank you. All right, Giant Builders, see you next Tuesday at 2. Thank you for listening. This has been The Giant Builders with Lois Wyant.